Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, our regularly scheduled Wednesday time of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana. The Sherpa will be joining us very shortly as Blog Talk Radio is being a little difficult tonight, so just bear with us. Um, in the meantime, if you want to have your voice heard on the show, there are a number of ways to get a hold of us. One of those being by telephone. You can call us at one three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. That's three four seven six seven seven one six zero eight. Or you can email us at the number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com. That's the number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com. You can also find us on Twitter under the same handle, the number four T H N inches show. Again, the number four THN inches show. <laughs> I'm sure you've got it by now. And if you can't get enough of us during just this one-hour show, you can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find us on FantasyFootballSherpa.com. That is, uh, a, the, obviously, the Sherpa site's got some great rankings and waiver wire pickups every week, so be sure to check that out. And you can also find us the Sherpa's musings at the Huffington Post. There's always good stuff there as well. So I'm going to try and continue to battle with Blog Talk Radio here, but we're going to get the Sherpa here very shortly. And we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff tonight. We've got all the Week 16 matchups coming up. And we, we're we going to look back at the mayhem that was Week 15. Uh, clearly the Sherpa is going to be very excited with the Chiefs' upset. Me, not so much. But there were a lot of upsets. We'll get to those. We're also going to go through a whole bunch of injuries. It was not a great weekend to be an NFL player if your health was an issue, for sure. Um, and so bear with me just one more second here. And I think we're going to have the Sherpa on, and we'll be ready to rock. And I guess we'll just start with the injuries here, get those over with and out of the way. First off, one that's no surprise to anybody, the Texans' Andre Johnson. He is going to miss yet another game with his ever-present hamstring injury, this time still the left left hamstring. So eh, I don't think anyone's surprised by that. But it is what it is. They're saying he's very close, so maybe next week. And we have the Sherpa with us now. Thank you, hey, Blog Talk Radio, you, for finally giving us a co-host. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Anyway, you're was, you're doing a great job without me. I feel superfluous here. Oh, I think we're okay. Do you have anything to add? I'm sure you want to mention the Chiefs. Might as well just get it in. Why? Why would I want to talk about them? Oh. Oh, fine. If you're gonna play it like that, nope, not gonna. No, I'm not gonna enable you. <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll just wait till we get to the uh, the Packers and the and the Chiefs respectively. All if right. Not respectfully. Carry uh-huh. on. Not respectfully. Okay. Well, I'll continue on with our injuries here. In kicker news, which is always the Sherpa's favorite, the Ravens have signed kicker Shane Graham to their 53-man roster because Billy Cundiff has not been practicing with a Injured left calf, which I believe is his plant leg, so it's a little problematic. If Billy Cundiff's on your fantasy team, it's probably not a good idea to start him this week. 
The Bears have announced that QB Josh McCowan will start Sunday night against the Packers. That is Christmas night. Um, Caleb Haney just wasn't getting the job done. So they're going to see what McCowan can do. The Bears also had to – they had a big week. They had to, play, they had to place uh, wide receiver Johnny Knox on IR after that brutal first quarter hit. Uh, he had back surgery Monday morning to stabilize some vertebrae in his back. And he is clearly done for the season, but he sh- hopefully will be back next year. All things you know, going the right way. Um, they also had to cut wide receiver Sam Hurd. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but... <laughs> Get a few extracurricular activities. We won't really get into it here, but it just—he's not a member of the Chicago. You can read about it online if you really want to. Yeah, it's not pretty. Plus, he wasn't Um, on anybody's fantasy team anyway, unless your fantasy team required you to have somebody named Sam on your team. Uh, Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger doesn't understand what not playing means. He he still played on Monday night with a clearly not even close to 100% foot and did not play very well. He is extraordinarily. I hope he Dan Orlovsky over Ben Roethlisberger this week. Yeah, I still wouldn't have done it. I mean, knowing now, I would have said, yeah, you should have, but. There's no way that rationally I would have wanted to do that before. Well, he was listed as injured. Well, okay, never mind. We, I, we, ben Roethlisberger injured is different sure. than anybody else injured. Point. Uh-huh. He threw four. In, he had four turnovers. It was uncharacteristic. He played a good team, but he is very unlikely to play this week. They're likely going to start Charlie Batch instead, so prepare accordingly. Although that is subject to change right up until game time. Um, in better I'm going to prepare Steelers, accordingly by baking a batch of cookies. How's that? Um, well, I'm going to just keep going. Steelers, yeah, Patriots, idea. and Ravens all clinched playoff spots this weekend, which leaves about 20 teams still in the mix for a playoff spot. Including the Chiefs. Including the Chiefs, including the Eagles, including the entire AF and NFC West. It seems like it's ridiculous. But... I mean, I guess that's what people like about football. So, um, The Browns placed tight end Ben Watson on IR today. He suffered his third concussion just of this season. I don't really understand how you get to a point where you've gotten three concussions. There's no way you should be on a field still. And well, they finally the Cleveland down. medical staff isn't too good about that. No. Uh, and thankfully, there have been some measures taken where it's no longer going to be in their hands because they're – James Harrison's in charge of concussion determination now. Browns quarterback Colt McCoy did not travel with the team last week and still hasn't been cleared to practice. He hasn't passed any of his his concussion tests. It's very unlikely we see him taking snaps this weekend. In other injured quarterback news, the Colts announced that Peyton Manning will not practice with the team this season so he doesn't take snaps away from Dan Orlovsky and that whole ragtag crew, Curtis Painter and all them out there. I guess that means he's not, not really playing either him. if he's not going to practice. Well, they already announced he wasn't going to play. Um, but Texans tight end Owen Daniels is questionable with a knee injury for tomorrow night. It looks like he's probably not going to go. Colts tight end Dallas Clark has neck problems and is listed as doubtful. He's probably not going to go either. So find other tight ends would be my answer to that. St. Louis wide receiver Austin Pettis has been suspended four games for violating the league policy of performance-enhancing substances. So that brings through the second game of next season. 
not good. He must have talked to Sam Hurd. Maybe. Uh, the Cardinals quarterback, Kevin Cobb, was limited to practice. He's clearly still trying to come back from his concussion. And the Ken Wisenhunt said he's, quote, still not back to normal yet and won't name a starter between him and John Skelton just yet. They're probably going to wait until game time to do that, which is not ideal for fantasy football or owners of either Skelton or Cobb. But what can you do? Buffalo's tight end Scott Chandler has the ever-present ankle injury and was limited at practice. Wide receivers Stevie Johnson and Ruvel Martin with groin and hamstring injuries, respectively, were limited as well. Um, they're pretty banged up, and things don't look so good out in Buffalo, but maybe this will be their week. Dolphins wide receiver Brandon Marshall and tight end Anthony Fasano both did not practice. Marshall's got a knee injury. Fasano's got a head injury, which probably means a concussion. Patriots wide receivers Dion Branch with a groin injury and Julian Edelman with a back injury and Wes Welker with a knee injury all were limited, as well as running back Danny Woodhead, who has an abdomen injury. Mixing it up a little bit. <laughs> Not very healthy. No, there are a bunch of teams where I'm going to give you a whole lot of names of guys who are not practicing, and the Browns are one of them. Not only is Colt McCoy not practicing, but wide receiver Mohamed Massaqua has a foot injury. Jordan Norwood, another wide receiver, has a head injury. They both are not practicing. And wide receiver Josh Cribbs has a groin injury and was limited. Ravens wide receiver Anquan Bolden has a knee injury. He didn't practice, and I mentioned before, kicker Billy Cundiff is not practicing with that left calf injury as well. Jacksonville wide receiver Cecil Shorts has a hamstring injury, and Mike Thomas has a concussion, and tight end Mercedes Lewis with a hamstring injury, all still not practicing. Running back Maurice Jones-Drew has an ankle injury, and he's been very limited, so they continue to stay banged up in Jacksonville. <laughs> the only team really looks banged up to me is Houston. I think their injured list is longer than the roster. No. Their injured list is shorter than the Browns and the Jaguars and the Raiders, I think, still. Oh, okay. There are a lot of teams. You would know better than I. I do. I do know about these things. Um, Let's see. Titans running back Chris Johnson, his ankle is hurt. He's not practicing. Nate Washington, though, who hasn't practiced in a few weeks, was a full participant, which is an excellent sign. Raiders wide receivers Jacoby Ford, Lewis Murphy, and running back Darren McFadden, all with their foot injuries, all still not practicing. The newest addition, Michael Bush, was limited with a shoulder injury. Uh, Hopefully he can still go because they really have no healthy bodies. Giants tight end Jake Ballard injured his knee during the game, uh, and I think he left in the second quarter. He left in the first half. He didn't return. Wide receiver Mario Manningham has his own knee injury. They both did not practice. They both will be game-time decisions. It's going to go down to the wire. Running back Ahmad Bradshaw and his foot injury were limited at practice this week. So that's a little more promising. Jets wide receiver Plex Coburis has an illness. He missed practice today. I wouldn't worry too much about that come Sunday or Saturday this week. I mean. Probably called a gunshot. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Redskins running back Roy Hallou was limited with a toe injury. Arizona running back Beanie Wells was limited with his ever-present knee injury. Uh, he'll probably still play. Wouldn't worry too much about it. Cincinnati wide receiver Andre Caldwell has a severe groin injury. He didn't practice. I would be surprised if he plays. And wide receiver A.J. Green unfortunately has yet another injury. He Strained his shoulder, banged it up pretty good during the game this week. He's been limited at practice and very 
gingerly catching passes. So keep an eye on that. Um, out in St. Louis, they're pretty banged up as well. If you're a quarterback on the roster, you didn't practice today. Sam Bradford and his ankle injury and A.J. Feely with his right thumb injury both didn't practice. And wide receiver Brandon Lloyd was sick yesterday, but he did come back and fully practice today, so that's a very good sign. Um, Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger. will be all right. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger obviously is not practicing, like I said. Probably not going to play this week. Emmanuel Sanders, who's been out very early in the week, the last few weeks, was actually a limited participant at practice today with his foot injury, so that's a very good sign. Although I guess Charlie Batch is going to need all the receivers he can get. Vincent Jackson has a groin injury out in San Diego. He did not practice. Um, Let's see here. We're almost at the end of the line. Kevin Smith, the Lions running back, returned to action this week. He has been fully participating from that ankle injury, so expect good things this coming week. It looks like the rest did him well. And the Eagles, who have been very banged up, are really back fully practicing, which is something I was surprised to see. Macklin and Vic have been practicing. So that's very good for Eagles fans, not so good for Cowboys fans, unfortunately. Felix Jones, their running back, their only running back, didn't practice with a hamstring injury. That's very touch and go. They're obviously hoping he can play. Kevin Ogletree, the wide receiver, has a knee injury. He didn't practice. And Laurent Robinson has a shoulder injury. He's had that for a few weeks. He's been limited the last few weeks, but has been playing well through it, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Should I run out and Yeah, 49er wide receiver Brandon Braylon Edwards has his knee injury. He's been limited. Nothing too interesting to report there. The one new addition is wide receiver Ted Ginn Jr. injured his ankle in the third quarter on Monday night. He did not practice. That's definitely something to keep an eye on. He's been a good flex option. The Seattle Seahawks, Doug Baldwin, the wide receiver, has been limited with his ankle injury. And that's pretty much it to report out in Seattle. I know that Mike Williams was carted off, but they're still trying to figure out what's going on with him. The Bears, Devin Hester did not practice with an ankle injury. Matt Forte, obviously not practicing still. Marion Barber, though, didn't practice today with a calf injury, so that could be something to keep an eye on. And the very last team we have to talk about, the Packers. James Starks was a full participant, which is excellent news for Packer fans. But wide receiver Greg Jennings is definitely out, still not playing this week with that knee injury. And we are finally done injuries. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get on with the show. I'm so, excited about being able to breathe for a second. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been resting for the last ten minutes and Yeah. So I'm well, all raring to go here. Why first don't you go up, first? <laughs> okay. First game up this week is gonna be Houston at Indianapolis. That's the Thursday night game. And yeah. Houston, obviously, they're still pretty banged up, but I, I think they still win this game pretty easily. I'll take Houston 24-14 over Indianapolis. I agree. I think that Houston has to win this game. I mean, I know they're already pretty well set as far as seeding for the playoffs, but they need to get some wins going into the end of the season here. Indy, it's, I think that was their one win, and I don't think we need to be worried about them winning another over the next two weeks. 
while Houston is pretty banged up, like we talked about, I still think that there are guys who need to be starting here. Arian Foster is absolutely at the top of the list. TJ Yates is not a terrible option, only, only, only in a two-quarterback league format, though. He's still a rookie. There are going to be some some more sure bets, but against the Indy defense, he's not a bad play. Wide receiver-wise, obviously no Andre Johnson this week. I'm not really excited about a lot of these guys, i got to be honest. Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones, mm, I just one or the other is going to be the guy, and you just don't know from week to week which it's going to be. I like Walter a little better. And at tight end, if Joel Dreesen plays, I'd go with him of the two. It looks like Owen Daniels is not going to go, but... Really, I would just stay away from the tight ends here. I would start Neil Rackers. I would start the defense, though. For Indy, there's nobody I want to start. Um, <laughs> if I have to... Do you have any any maybes? <laughs> yes, I do have a few maybes. Donald Brown, even with that impressive performance last weekend, he's still playing against Houston's defense, so I, I don't think he's much more than a, a flex option this week. Wide receiver mm-hmm. Reggie Wayne, tight end Jacob Tammy, and the defense are all maybes for me. Stay away from quarterback Dan Orlovsky, running backs Joseph Adai and Delon Carter, who's questionable with a forearm injury. Wide receivers Pierre Garçon and Austin Colley stay away. Kicker Adam Vinatieri stay away. And as you mentioned before, Dallas Clark is doubtful with a neck injury, so need I say it, stay away from him too. Yeah, definitely no Dallas Clark happening this week. No. No. So let's move on then. The next game that we're going to look at is Cleveland at Baltimore. And this this game just has blowout and train wreck written all over it. I very rarely do this. I Actually, I don't think in the two years of the show that I've done this yet, but I'm going to predict a shutout in this game. I'm going to take Baltimore to win this game 34 to nothing. I just think it's going to be an absolute rout. I don't know if I I don't think this is a shutout situation. I think that's a little extreme. I just I mean I think Baltimore wins the game, but that just that seems a little too bold to me. Um, right. Fantasy wise, for Cleveland, it's it's slimmer pickings for sure. Without Colt McCoy, the quarterback situation, Seneca Wallace doesn't really excite me, especially matched up against the Baltimore defense. So I'm going to say, let's just not not even put him near your lineup this week. Peyton Hillis, Montario Hardestay, and Chris Ogmanaya. Uh Obviously, I like Hardestay the best of the bunch. He is probably the least healthy of the bunch, although he is practicing for the most part. Peyton Hillis, you just he might get a cough in the first quarter and, and not play the rest of the game. I just don't think it's worth it. Chris Ogmanaya is... I just don't think there's enough beyond Hardesty that even if they get in the game, which you'll see them, there's just not enough against the Baltimore defense to warrant starting them over somebody else. Tight end Evan Moore, I'll say yes to. Greg Little, I'll say yes to. And if Massaqua or Cribs or Norwood plays, and I'm not sure which of the bunch will, Massaqua and Cribs, I'd say, are potential maybes, more like flex plays for me. I just don't think there's a ton of points to go around here. Kicker Phil Dawson in the defense, there's just no reason to be starting them this week. For Baltimore, I would start quarterback Joe Flacco, 
start running back Ray Rice, who I think is just going to have a monster game this week. So if you have him in the lineup for your championship week, congratulations in advance. Uh, wide receiver Torrey Smith, the defense and kicker Shane Graham would all be yeses for me. Running back Ricky Williams, I might even consider running him out there as a flex. Uh, wide receiver Anquan Bolden, questionable with a knee injury, so he's a maybe for me. Tight ends Ed Dixon and Dennis Pitter are maybes, and stay away from wide receiver Lee Evans and kicker Billy Condiff. Yeah, no Billy Condiff. Stay away. Nope, stay away. Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention, and maybe this is just stating the obvious here, but in case anybody is in their league championship game and has not yet looked at the schedule this week, almost... I think 13 of the 16 games are actually on Saturday this week instead of Sunday. So if you're like me... And, and the, on, the only three that aren't are the Thursday night, the Sunday night, and the Monday night games. Exactly. So just make sure you... You might even want to, as soon as the show is over, you don't want to do anything now, of course, because you're intently listening to us, but as soon as the show goes off the air, you might want to go set your lineups already just to make sure that you don't get caught in all the hoopla's. Christmas Eve, if you're so inclined to celebrate that uh, that you would forget to set your uh, lineup ahead of time. So just make sure you know that the games are on Saturday this week and not Sunday. All right, now that we're done with that public service announcement on with the games, we've got Minnesota at Washington. I think this is going to be an interesting game. You know, I, I think flip a coin, it could go either way, but I'll, you know, I'll pick Washington to win just because they're at home, and I'll give it to them by a score of 21-20. I'm taking Minnesota to win, um, partially because I don't like the Redskins, partially because I agree with you, this could go either way, and I just think that Minnesota has a better team. I think that the Minnesota defense is going to cause some problems for Rex Grossman, it's going to cause some problems for Shanahanigans and the running game, and I think that Christian Ponder and even a, a little bit gimpy Adrian Peterson are going to do all right. I would be okay starting Ponder more as a two-quarterback league situation. I don't want your championship living and dying on Christian Ponder. If that's where you're at, I don't I don't really know how it happened, but Who do you good start for you, I Christian guess. Christian Ponder or Seneca Wallace? Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder or Dan Orlovsky? Christian Ponder. Okay. <laughs> I like him. Um, I'm starting Adrian Peterson. I do, too. He Peterson. just hasn't played very well lately. Well, I believe in him. He's he's shown me signs of life, and I'm okay with that. Nice. I'm going to start Percy Harvin. I'm going to start Ted Emphasanchenko. And the other wide receivers, Michael Jenkins, it, it just, meh. I don't think you need to he's go out on the limb here. He's been out for a while already, hasn't he? Is he on IR or am I missing? No, no, you're right, you're right. Uh, clearly, that's how excited I am about the rest of the wide receiver core. I am... Devin Aramashadu. I, I don't like Devin Aramashadu. I just don't. Okay, I just don't like him because I have a hard time remembering his name. Oh, I'm okay with his name. I just I don't like him for fantasy purposes. I think there are much like better options. You had 15 targets in a game a couple weeks ago. Of course, you only called you one of them. You just told me that you didn't think Christian Ponder played well enough, and now you're arguing with me that the number two wide receiver is good enough to be started? No, no, no. I'm just saying that I'm just throwing <laughs> names out there because Michael Jenkins can't help anybody's fantasy team, that's all. Okay, but I don't think Devin or Ramashadu is going to help anybody's fantasy team enough this week. I think there are much better options. Um, I'm going to start kicker Ryan Longwell, and I'm inclined to perhaps start the defense as well. 
All right, for Washington, I actually don't think that the Minnesota defense is going to give Rex Grossman that hard a time, so I'll start him. I'll start wide receivers Santana Moss and Jabbar Gaffney, and I'll start the Redskins' defense. Maybe on tight end Logan Paulson, and I would stay away from all three of the running backs. Uh, Halu is questionable with a toe injury. Terrain and Evan Royster and kicker Graham Gano. Stay away from all those guys. All right. So next up is Jacksonville at Tennessee. I think this is going to be another low-scoring game. Tennessee obviously ran into some problems last week, and I think they're going to continue down the wrong track this week. I think Jacksonville will take this game by a score of 20-17. to 17. I think Tennessee wins by a touchdown easily. I don't think this is going to be that good of a game. Um, Jacksonville's too banged up. I mean, I know that Matt Hasselbeck's struggling a little bit, but and Jake Locker's a little banged up. He's got some some bad ribs, but and Chris Johnson is banged up. And yeah, Damian but so Maurice Jones Drew. Well. I mean, Chris Johnson and Maurice Jones Drew are both banged up. How are you going to say one's going to produce more than the other? I just think the Tennessee because pass Maurice game, Jones Drew so has a history of producing when he's banged up. Chris Johnson doesn't. Well, does Blaine Gabbert have a history of producing when he has no wide receivers? No. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a history of producing even when he has healthy wide receivers. Exactly, so. I think that the the Tennessee pass game is going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it handily. Um, I'm not very interested in starting just about anybody. I mean, Maurice Jones is the only person I'd I'd potentially start on Jacksonville this week. Stay away from everybody. All the wide receivers are hurt. Blaine Gabrick is not effective, and the defense and the kicker have no business being on your team. All right. Anything else you want to say about Jacksonville? Nope. All right. For Tennessee, I would start Nate Washington, and I would start the defense, and that's it. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck is is probable with his calf injury. He's a maybe for me. Chris Johnson with his ankle injury, he's questionable, and he's a maybe for me. Wide receiver Damian Williams has had a nice run, but he's been struggling the last couple weeks. He's a maybe for me, and tight end Jared Cook. Is also do, you maybe. Know that, do you know that Damian Williams is the emergency quarterback for the team? If Matt Hasselbeck and Jake Locker can't go, it's the Damian Williams show. I'm not even no, kidding. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, listen, I'm one of those types of people that love to see position players pitch, so I really like when position players have to play quarterback. Not that I'm wishing ill on Hasselbeck or Locker, just, you know, if it gets to that point, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, it would be interesting to watch, but I, I think if it gets to that point, Tennessee can pretty much kiss their chances goodbye, but we'll see. And so Damian Williams is a maybe for me, and tight end Jared Cook would also be a maybe for me. Stay away from wide receiver Lavelle Hawkins and kicker Rob Baronis. Rob Baronis. So now we go to another mismatch, and that's going to be St. Louis at Pittsburgh. I almost predicted another shutout here, but I'm going to give St. Louis the benefit of the doubt and say they score six points, but I think Pittsburgh wins this game easily. Still, I'll take them 24-6. Even Charlie Batch and Dennis Dixon are going to win this game very, very easily. I don't know who's going to play quarterback, if it's going to be Kellen Clemens. Just, Just stay away. Um, the only person I potentially want to start is Brandon Lloyd out of the receivers. 
I don't I don't really have any interest in anybody else. Um, and Steven Jackson, it's really your call. If you have any comparable options this week, I'd go with them because he's playing the Pittsburgh defense, and I there's no pass game to speak of. I just really don't feel comfortable telling anybody to start Steven Jackson unless you absolutely have to. And no, don't start the kicker or the defense. That just that should go without saying. Sorry, Josh Brown. Well, I agree with you about Jackson. I I think you know, he's somebody that if he's gotten you this far, you know, first of all, you're pretty lucky, and second of all, you know, he's not somebody you want to be starting against Pittsburgh in your championship game. For no. Pittsburgh, Keep I think rolling. they're going to rely even more than usual on the run, just given their quarterback situation. So. Richard Mendenhall, I think, is a great start this week. Maybe not quite as good as Ray Rice, but pretty close. Tight end Heath Miller and the defense are also must-starts for me. On the sense about uh, running back Isaac Redman, I think he could be a, potentially a good flex option this week. Wide receivers Mike Wallace and uh, Antonio Brown are maybes for me just because I don't trust the quarterback situation. And kicker Sean Sweezum is a maybe for me. Stay away from Ben Roethlisberger and his questionable ankle or Charlie Batch, whoever starts. Stay away from wide receivers Heinz Ward, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jericho Cotri. And Sanders, even though he practiced today, I think it's still listed as questionable with his foot injury at this point. Okay. I'll take it. All right. Now we head to the game that that all of New York, or at least all football fans in New York care about, and probably nobody else does except for maybe some people in in uh, in I Dallas care. and I care a some lot other some other wild card uh, cities in the AFC. Anyway, but let's keep going. We're behind. Let's keep rolling here. They both say, <laughs> you have little faith. Last week we actually finished early. I know, but we're on game six. We got half an hour to go. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll pick it up here. Um, Please. So this game, and I think this is another game that could go either way, but I think the Jets are going to figure out a way to pull this out and pull their season out and make Cowboy fans happy. I'll predict that the Jets will win this 27-24. to 24. Yeah, I don't. Um, normally, I would say, yeah, I think the Jets might win this game because this is the time of the year that they get their act together and make some kind of magic or diabolical scheme happen that gets them to an AFC championship, but the Giants have been embarrassed a couple of times, and they, this is it. This is their season. If they implode this week, they're done. So I think they have a little more to play for. And I think they just are a little bit less dysfunctional than the the Jets. So I'm going to cringingly say I think the Giants win barely. Well, you could say the same thing for the Jets, too. If they lose, they're pretty much knocked out of the wild card then. I don't think uh, they're they're pretty much, I, I don't it. think they're going to the playoffs regardless of the outcome of this game. Well, they certainly but, have no chance no, no, to no, lose. No, 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 no. We're just worrying about this game. <laughs> so I'm going to – let's let's talk Giants fantasy options for a minute. Um, you have to start Eli Manning. He has somehow managed to be one of the top statistical players in the league this year. So you have to start him. Mario Manningham is – not enthusiastic is, about that. No, I don't. I oh, I hate him as a fantasy quarterback and a real life quarterback, but that's that's a, a story for another time. Who do you if start Mario Manning, Eli Manning or Tony Romo, 
In fantasy? Yes. I would take Tony Romo. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, I don't like I don't particularly like either his fantasy options or real life options, but Tony Romo's a much surer bet than Eli Manning is. I don't think I agree with you on that, but I just think that that well anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, well part of staying on track, did you know? All right. <laughs> If Mario Manningham plays, you should start him. I'm ignoring the Sherpa. I'm starting Victor Cruz. Hakeem Nix, I might go out and start. Don't start any of the tight ends. Uh, running back-wise, you've got Brandon Jacobs, and you've got Ahmad Bradshaw. Either or, I'm not particularly excited about either of them. Um, Bradshaw should be playing the whole game, He should, unless he's missed more meetings this week. Who knows? But I'm... Um, the defense I'm on the fence about, kicker Lawrence Tynes, I'm going to say maybe two. I could go either way on either of them. Who do you start this week, Ahmad Bradshaw or Felix Jones? Felix Jones. The Cowboys don't time. have an option. Even if Felix Jones has one leg, he has to go out there. But that doesn't mean he's going to perform effectively. He ha- there's for I'm a Cowboys fan. There's no – he has to. He has to. So, yeah, I'm starting Sammy Felix Sammy Morris Jones. on two legs is better than Felix Jones on one leg. No, not no. Absolutely not. All right, we'll we'll leave that and move on to the Jets. Please the move Jets, on. We're so behind. I would start running back Sean Green, wide receiver Santonio Holmes, and, and tight end Dustin Keller. On the fence about quarterback Mark Sanchez, wide receivers Plexico Burris and Jeremy Curley. And the defense on the fence and kicker Nick Folk on the fence. Stay away from running backs with Daniel Tomlinson and Joe McKnight. McKnight is questionable with the shoulder injury. So moving right along then, we get to Denver at Buffalo, the Tebows versus the Bills. If you haven't caught the Saturday Night Live skit with Tim Tebow. Hilarious. Yes, it was hilarious. But, uh, Leave some room for the Holy Ghost, Timmy. <laughs> it, it offended Pat Robertson and a few other people. But, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's funny. Right. So it, it was pretty funny. So anyway, uh, this game, I think that even with all the hype for Tebow, I think Buffalo is going to send Denver to their second loss in a row. I like the way Buffalo matches up with Denver, and I'm going to pick them to win this game 27-24. Mm, I completely disagree. I think that the Broncos win this by – at least a touchdown, maybe double digits. Um, Buffalo's looked atrocious, and I keep saying they have to win, they have to win, and they never do, but here's my thing. They don't have healthy wide receivers. They don't have healthy tight ends. They don't really have a functional run game. I don't believe in C.J. Spiller, and they're going against a very good defense. I think it's going to prove to be a much bigger challenge than you think it is. I, I like the Broncos' chances, especially with how they played last week, much more in this game than the, the Bills. All right, who do you like from Denver then? Um, I like Tim Tebow. Obviously, I like him better if he's a second quarterback, so you've got a cushion because you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. Lately, though, he's been producing more. And against that Bills defense, I don't mind the matchup. Willis McGahee, I like. Wide receivers, Eddie Royal, I'm okay on. Demarius Thomas had a nice game last week. Eric Decker, eh. He's had several nice games in a row. Yeah, I mean, it's it's happening there. <laughs> the tight ends, uh, Daniel Fells, I can kind of take or leave it. I just, your theory about 
quarterbacks, especially young ones, using the tight end as a crutch just doesn't really work with Tebow because of his running gunham kind of style. It's either going to be a it deep play work with or anyone. I just proved my own theory a couple weeks ago. I know. I'm, I'm trying to make you feel better here. I am starting okay. kicker Matt Prater, who is the man, and I'm starting the defense. <laughs> Matt Prater is maybe my favorite player in the league right now. Big Matt Prater fan. Yeah, but he was he was featured prominently in that skit too. If you haven't seen it yet, yeah. <laughs> so for Buffalo, I th- I would start quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick this week, running back C.J. Spiller, and wide receiver David Nelson. I'm on the fence about wide receiver Steve Johnson, who's questionable with that groin injury. Naaman Roosevelt, I'm also questionable. I'm on the fence about him. On the fence about the defense and kicker Dave Rayner. Stay away from running back Johnny White, who's questionable with that concussion Jenna mentioned before, as well as tight end Scott Chandler. So now moving into the the silly game portion of the the program, we've got Tampa Bay at Carolina. I don't think anybody really cares outside of the fans of the two teams, but just well, I think people large, are looking for Cam Newton to break some some single season rookie records. That well, he's, he's going to have a big game here, and I think Carolina will win this. I'll say by a score of 34 to 21. I think this will be closer. Carolina's been giving up points. Sure, they've been scoring a lot of points, but Josh Freeman finally is having a whole week of practice. That encourages me. Aurelius Ben's back at practice. That's a good sign. He's got Mike Williams. He's got tight end Kellen Winslow still healthy. Garrett Blunt. I mean, I'm okay with maybe having Freeman as a second quarterback. There's no way he should be your only quarterback. LeGarrette Blunt, I don't mind starting. Tight end Kellen Winslow, I don't hate as much as I normally do. I think he's a better option than some of the other ones we talked about, especially in Houston and Indy. And Mike Williams, Preston Parker, Aurelius Ben, I'd take a flyer on any of those guys. I'm not going to start Connor Barth, the kicker, or the defense, but... I don't ha I I think this will be a close game. I think it'll go down to the wire. For Carolina, I would start Cam Newton. I think he's gonna have a big game. Wide receiver Steve Smith, the defense, and whoever kicks, whether it's Alindo Mare or Addy Kunalik, whichever one or I should say whoever starts, I'll I'll start them in my lineup. On the fence about running backs, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, mainly because I just don't know which one of them is gonna get the lion's share of the carries. Wide receivers like Nane and Brandon LaFell are both maybes for me, and tight end Greg Olson is a maybe, and I would stay away from tight end Jeremy Shockey. Okay. All right, next we get to Arizona at Cincinnati. I'm just hearing those two teams' names, you would think, oh, Cincinnati has this in the bag, but Arizona actually matches up pretty well with them. So this is another game that I think is going to be closer than people think, and I'm going to take but I think Cincinnati is going to pull it out, and I'll say they do so by a score of 21-17. I'm going to say Cincinnati pulls this out as much as I am a big Cardinals fan. For whatever reason, I'm not really sure why, but I have been all season for some reason. Um, The indecision at quarterback makes me a little little leery. Uh, The fact that Cincinnati, the ginger ninja at quarterback over there, is healthy and functioning at a high level. If A.J. Green can get on the field, it's going to be a very good day for them. But uh, for Arizona, unless you're able to set your lineup 
Saturday morning and you know John Skelton or Kevin Cobb's going to be the starter, you probably need to stay away from them if you have to set it before then because you're not going to know until that morning. Beanie Wells, as long as he sets foot on the field, I'm going to start him. Larry Fitzgerald, absolutely starting. I don't care if Tom Brady's three-year-old kid is throwing to him. I still want to start Larry Fitzgerald. Andre Roberts and Early Doucette, maybes to both. And the tight ends, I have no interest in. Just stay away. The defense, I think you probably have some better options out there. And kicker Jay Feely is a maybe. I wouldn't mind starting him. For Cincinnati, I would start running back Cedric Benson, wide receiver Jerome Simpson, tight end Jermaine Gresham in the defense, as well as kicker Mike Nugent. On the fence about quarterback Andy Dalton and wide receiver A.J. Green, who's questionable with the shoulder injury. Stay away from really? running back. Really? You don't like Andy Dalton? Pardon? You don't like Andy Dalton? Not against Arizona. has a pretty good pass defense. I'm not so keen on them. I think they're just going to run the ball a lot, but I mean, I like Dalton as a quarterback. I'd, it's fun to watch and all, but if, if Green is is not healthy enough to, you know, be 100%, then, you know, Simpson I like, but I, I think they're not the same team without A.J. Green at full strength, so, you know, again, I, I would be inclined not to start him at best, use him as a flex option this week, A.J. Green, and then I would stay away from running back Bernard Scott and wide receiver Andre Caldwell. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree, but we'll keep moving in the essence of time. Right. So, Oakland at Kansas City. Kansas City, well, they had – how did they do last – oh, that's right. They beat Green Bay. Uh, oh, how how could I forget? I didn't I'm forget. I'm, like, still, still sick to my stomach about that game. Like, ugh. Why should you be sick that they lost to a superior team? What are you talking about? Like, I almost hung up. I almost just quit this radio show listening to you say they lost two. Like, it almost, I think I just hit the edge. <laughs> Green Bay is not, I can't even Green deal with that. Green Bay is not even going to be in the Super Bowl with that defense. Green Bay oh, my God. Mark they're my still going to win the Super Bowl. Like, I don't even no, know what planet words. you Neither live Green on. Green Bay nor New England are going to be in the Super the Bowl The worst thing that could happen to the rest of the league was Green Bay getting a loss in the regular season. The worst thing that, that could happen to Green Bay thing. is losing three of their offensive linemen. It doesn't care how psyched they are. I'm not, I'm not even that worried about it. I could go play offensive line, and they'd still win games. I'm no, not worried. I'm no, not worried. All right. New Orleans I'm is going to be in the Super Bowl. Not <laughs> not Green Bay. It's going to be Green so, Bay. Anyway, Oakland, I think, is going to win this game 27-21. So even though Kansas City I is I think Oakland serious, wins by 14 points just because I want to see Kansas you're City just fail to spite me. Yeah, you I want to spite you. Believe. I want to spite Kansas City. I want to spite everybody involved, Kyle Orton and his stupid broken finger that healed enough for him to come play that week. No, I'm not happy. Um, I do like Carson Palmer and what I'm seeing a lot. As long as Michael Bush plays, I think this is a very winnable game. I'm going to start Michael Bush as long as he gets on the field, which it looks like he's going to. I'm starting Carson Palmer. I'm starting Darius hayward Bay and Chad Schillings. And TJ Hushmanzada is not a terrible flex option. Staying away from all the other receivers because they're all injured. Not a huge fan of the tight end situation there either. And the defense, I'd say yes to. Kicker Sebastian Janikowski, absolutely. That dude's going to kick an 80-yard field goal one of these days. Not this week. You might. I'm excited Not to see it happen. It's coming. It's if he ever coming. does it, it's going to be in Denver. 
That's where everybody does it. He's already been to Denver. I don't care. Right, well, no. Maybe he'll go back and play this game in Denver just so he can do it. I I don't put it All back. right. Now you're getting silly. Well, Kansas City <laughs> and your ridiculous claims are just as silly. Well, Kansas City actually backed up their, their my silly claims last week. One one time. One time against the team that you were saying. You know what other go claim got backed up last week? Ocho Cinco caught a touchdown pass. You'll be happy to know that I'm actually recommending him as a maybe as a flex option this week. But we'll get to that part of the program you're, in a few minutes. You're a traitor. <laughs> so but no, I'm just I'm just adaptable when I realize that the environment is uh-huh. changing. I, I want to win a fantasy football game. I'm not, not interested in being having recommending the same players every week or saying that so and so is a turd and if they're in a better situation then go for them and he definitely is. So anyway, back to Kansas City quarterback Kyle Orton, start him, running back Dexter McCluster, start him, wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, start him. Um, flex option possibilities, running back Thomas Jones and uh, Jackie Battle, wide receiver Steve Reston and Jonathan Baldwin, and the defense you can you know, is another maybe for me. Stay away from tight end Leonard Pope and kicker Ryan Suckup. So that's right. my fair and balanced assessment of the Chiefs. Onward mm-hmm. and upward. Oh, now we're talking about Ocho Senko and his New England brethren hosting Miami this week, and. I think this will be another game that will be closer than people think, but I think New England still wins this, and I'll say they win by field goal 27-24. Yeah, they win by seven or less, and it's just going to come down to that final two-minute drive. This is going to be – I'm excited to watch this game. I plan to watch all of this game. Um, I don't know if you know, but Matt Moore and Reggie Bush were named the, the players of the week this week for how well they performed. So good for them. I expect good things against New England because their defense is atrocious. So I'm starting Matt Moore. I'm starting Reggie Bush. I'm as long as Brandon Marshall decides to play, and that's going to come down to a game time decision. And that's a morning game, so if he can swing it, go with him. I'm going to start him if he plays. Uh, Brian Hartline and Devon Best, not bad flex options. Either one of them. Anthony Fasano, stay away from the rest of the tight ends. Jerron Mastrins, my favorite of the bunch. He was on fire. Um, Willie Yateman, I'm not as high on, but again, it's kind of it's kind of a, a flux situation behind Fasano, so I wouldn't put your money on either of those guys. Kicker Dan Carpenter, I'm going to start, and I'm going to say maybe to the defense. Pride lean towards to no, but what? I have to ask you this. Yeah. Green Bay versus New England. Great quarterbacks, great offenses lousy defenses. Why is it that you like Green Bay so much more than New England? Because Green Bay is a more balanced attack. They've got four running backs that could be ones if they needed to. They've got a big back that can be your short yardage. You need four inches. Wait a minute. You think John Kuhn could be a number one back somewhere? I absolutely could. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be a great situation, but he's he's got good hands, and he gets the job done. He doesn't put the ball on the ground. I love the Kuhn. Um, I I also think I love the Coon. I like Jermichael Finley at tight end. I like the guys they have behind him. We saw some good stuff last year. And they've got 18 wide receivers that could all be ones, twos, and threes anywhere. I think that their team is much more balanced than the Patriots, who are kind of taped together. I'm not sure I agree. I just find it. I don't like. I don't like the Patriots running backs. I don't like a lot of their wide receivers. As long as I mean. 
I, I think that Green Bay I mean, would beat Finley. New England nine times out of ten. Well, I disagree with that, but I guess there's only one way that we could find out, but we're not going to because I don't think either of these teams make the Super Bowl with their respective defenses, but we'll find that out in a I month or so. I think we're totally so. wrong, but we will see. We will see. We can have some fun kicking that around on the blog. But So for New England, start quarterback Tom Brady this week, start both the tight ends, Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez will probably see more targets with their wide receiver core in, in tatters. Uh, on the fence about Wes Welker, Deion Branch, and Chad Ochocinco, I'll put him in the mix as a possible flex option. Um, the defense is a maybe for me, and kicker Stephen Goskowski is a maybe for me. Stay away from running back Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis. I don't think he's going to get much done running-wise against Miami's run defense. Uh, stay away, too, from Shane Green, who's questionable with a hamstring injury. Stephen Ridley and Danny Woodhead. Stay away from those guys, too. So all of the running backs. Yes. So that's a go. much better way of putting it. So next up is San Diego at Detroit, and I know we're probably going to disagree on this game, but I think mm-hmm. San Diego keeps their momentum going, and I think they win this game 24-21. Yeah, I think Detroit wins by touchdown. <laughs> I, I knew we were going to disagree on this game. I think San Diego's a pretender. I don't think that they're a viable threat. Sorry. Philip Rivers playing hurt. I'm not a believer. Um, this week, I don't love a matchup for Philip Rivers. I really like him very much as a very low-end one quarterback. Much better if you've got a second quarterback. Mike Tolbert, Ryan Matthews, kind of a toss-up. Ryan Matthews has been the guy lately, but Mike Tolbert kind of vultures some of those those big number runs and gets some of those TDs. So, for me, if you've got a better solid tandem or somebody you know is getting the, the lion's share of the carries, I'd go with them. Um, wide receivers, Vincent Jackson, if he plays, I'd start, but it looks it doesn't look that great. Patrick Creighton, Malcolm Floyd, Brown, all possible starts. Um, tight end Antonio Gates, I'm fine with. The defense, I'm saying maybe two. I'd prefer not to start them. I've dropped them from most of my teams. And kicker Nick Novak is also a maybe. For Detroit, I would start wide receiver Calvin Johnson. I'd start tight end Brandon Pettigrew. What a stretch. <laughs> Well, but I'm not going to start quarterback Matt Stafford necessarily. He's a maybe for me just because San Diego's pass defense is pretty good. And running backs Maurice Morris and Kevin Smith are both maybes for me. Wide receivers Nate Burleson and Titus Young are maybes. And the defense is a maybe for me. And I would stay away from kicker Jason Hansen this week. Okay. Next up, battle of the NFC West. We've got... Seattle still harboring playoff hopes in San Francisco, which is you know, pretty much locked in to number two seed. So anyway, I think this will be a good game, but I think San Francisco bursts Seattle's bubble, and I think they win this game 2017. I don't think this is a good game at all. This is not even one I want to watch in any capacity. I think this is a blowout. I don't think Seattle can hang. Um, for the 49ers, there are a lot of guys I want to start. <laughs> Alex Smith, Frank Gore, uh, Michael Crabtree. If Braylon Edwards plays, I'm going to start him. Ted Ginn, if he plays, I'm, that's very much up in the air. I'd start him as a flex. Vernon Davis, I'm okay with. 
The defense, I'm saying yes to. Kicker David Akers, also saying yes to. Pretty simple. For Seattle, I would start wide receiver Doug Baldwin if he's healthy enough to play. Tight end Zach Miller and the defense. On the fence about quarterback Tavares Jackson, running back Marshawn Lynch, wide receivers Golden Tate and Ben Abumanu, and stay away from, well, I guess Mike Williams probably isn't going to be there, and then kicker Steven Hauschka. Yeah. All right. All right. Philadelphia Dallas, we're probably going to disagree on this game, too. And just because we're running short of time, I'm going to pick Philadelphia 24 to 21. I'm picking Dallas to win, but there's a very real possibility this could go either way, unfortunately. Um, I think you can start Michael Vick. You start LaShawn McCoy for sure. Start Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, Jason Avant. Brent Selleck is a maybe for me. I just. I just I can't get into him as a fantasy option, but he's not a terrible one. Obviously, everyone remembers the 35 points that they put up on the Cowboys last time they met. The defense is going to look a little bit different, so I wouldn't expect that kind of crazy offensive output, but they're still going to put up some points. Kicker Alex Henry, I'd say probably yes to and maybe to the defense. For Dallas, I would start wide receivers Miles Austin and Des Bryant and tight end Jason Witten. Quarterback Tony Romo is a maybe for me this week. Running back Felix Jones, maybe. Questionable with a hamstring injury. Wide receiver Lamont Robinson is a maybe for me, as is the Cowboys' defense. I would stay away from running back Sammy Morris, and I'd stay away from kicker Dan Bailey. I I would dispute just about anything that you just said. But right. for the sake of time, we move on. We can talk about it uh, online, as they say. So going to the next Chica- one. Chicago at Green Bay. I think Green Bay is still smarting from that that loss, and I think they're banged up, and that's going to affect them more than people think. Some people are worried about starting Aaron Rodgers, thinking that if Green Bay gets out to a big lead, that he might only play half a game, or somebody else gets injured, they might get him out of there. If somebody on the line gets injured. I don't think any of those things are going to happen. I think Chicago keeps this game close, and and Aaron Rodgers plays most of the game, if not all of the game. And I think I don't, Green Bay will win I, this, but just barely. I think they'll win 24-21. I think they win by at least 10 points. I think you absolutely start Rodgers because this is a huge rivalry. This is the Bears. They're going to play him the whole way, unless they're up 45 points, which I hope they are. But um, Chicago... Which would want to have started him anyway. Yeah, Chicago, I, I'm not liking a lot here this week. The quarterback situation, I just want to stay far away from. Marion Barber, if he plays, good luck. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know what you're going to get out of him. Tight end. Only a few fumbles. Again, not excited there. Wide receivers, I mean, you don't have Johnny Knox anymore. Rory Williams is a little sketchy. There's no Sam Hurd anymore, so you go with Earl Bennett. Devin Hester, if he plays, maybe you go with I really only a flex option at best. Roy Williams, you may have to play. Dean Sanzabacher, maybe. I don't love it. Kicker Robbie Gould. You Gold, always like I, the wide receivers that work with the second-team quarterbacks, and I bet Sanzenbacher's been working a lot with uh, Josh McCown the last few weeks. I mean, Josh McCown hasn't really been the second-team quarterback for more than a week and a half. Like... <laughs> 
I don't I don't know if the theory holds that he's got any kind of rapport. I don't I don't know if I buy that yet. All right, but Kicker, even if he Kicker did, Rob- I don't think I'd start Dame Sonsenbach. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish name. though. Kicker Robbie Gould, I'm gonna say maybe two, and I'm saying maybe to the defense. For Green Bay, I would start Aaron Rodgers. I'd start wide receiver Jordy Nelson, tight end or Michael Finley in the defense. On the fence about running backs Ryan Branch and James Starks, wide receivers Donald Driver and James Jones, and kicker Mason Crosby. And I stay away from Brandon Sane, who's questionable with the concussion, and wide receiver Greg Jennings has already been declared out for the game. And I also stay away from wide receiver Randall Cobb. All right. I disagree. So we're down to our last game of the week, and that's going to be Atlanta at New Orleans on Monday night. And I think this will be a really interesting game, but I think, unfortunately, for those of us who predicted Atlanta to make it to the Super Bowl, that New Orleans is pretty much going to put the kibosh on that dream this week. I think they win this game and 30-27 to 27 and pretty much relegate Atlanta to being a wild card team. I think Atlanta wins this game and surprises people. Hopefully, um, right. What? I hope you're right. I just don't see it. Be nice. I'm going to start Matt Ryan. I'm going to start Michael Turner. I'm starting Roddy White and Julio Jones and Tony Gonzalez. Um, I would say yes to kicker Matt Bryant and probably no to the defense because I think this is a high-scoring game. For they New hung Orleans, with I them would... last time. They had one bad play call in overtime. I think they can. Do... this is a winnable game. But that was a self-inflicted injury, too. I mean, a self-inflicted injury. No, I'm saying just one thing went differently. They would have won that game, and they're healthy. They were fully healthy, which they weren't then. the NFL, that if one thing had gone differently, that the other team would have won. I'm saying that I think Atlanta's winning this game. That's all. I hope you're right, but I don't think so. Okay, we got to go. Talk about New Orleans. Drew Brees. Is the start this week? Running back Darren Sproles, wide receiver Marcus Colston, and tight end Jimmy Graham. Start them all. Start kicker John Casey. Running backs Pierre Thomas. Running back Pierre Thomas, I should say, is and Chris Ivory are maybes for me. Wide receiver Lance Moore is a maybe, and the defense is a maybe. Stay away from running back Mark Ingram, who's still questionable with that toe injury, and stay away from wide receivers Robert Meacham and Devery Henderson. Pierre Thomas is a maybe? You're crazy. I would start him. I just think (laughs) that Atlanta has a pretty good run defense, and New Orleans is going to do what they do best, which is throw the ball 50 times a game. And I think Pierre Thomas, if he catches some passes, might have some value, but I hope you have better options than him. I, I think I might even start Felix Jones over Pierre Thomas. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's show. Mercifully. We will be back. We'll be back again next week, as always, from 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. Eastern Time, with all your fantasy football news and notes. You can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. At uh, you can email us at the number four thn inches show at gmail dot com. That's the number four thn inches show at gmail dot com. We're also on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, the same handle. And you can find us on FantasyFootballSherpa.com, which has all kinds of great great waiver wire pickups and rankings and all kinds of good stuff all week long there. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. 
So just I know we're out of time, but just wanted to thank Jenna for for uh, getting the show on the road tonight in spite of the technical difficulties. She pulled it off without a hitch. And then just since we're in the holiday season, happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, and happy New Year to everyone. And we'll be back here with you again next Wednesday night. So have a great weekend. Good luck in your finals matchups. Take care, everyone. Good night.